Welcome, 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 everybody. We are on episode 10, and yeah. me and my host was trying to figure out a name, but we just said we'll name it later. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It, 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 it's, a, it's a hard, I don't know why we couldn't figure it out. It's like, it's it, it's basically like how we train, but like, we wanted to make it cooler and we can't find a cool name for it. I don't That's got fine. it. We'll just name the episode for now. We'll name yeah. this episode later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just do, we'll just do that. We'll just we'll just get to talking. I maybe it'll come up in the middle of our conversation. Like us, the title. We'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes. So um, um last I actually want to touch upon last episode. As got soon to, as I got off the the call, I text you and I was like, I literally forgot one of my favorite back exercises in the world. Yeah. And I'm so mad I didn't say it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, the seal row. Yeah. Now seal. that's the ep- ep- um episode. That's an exercise I don't do at all, just because the setup at my gym just really isn't the most ideal for it. Mm-hmm. So I literally just forgot about the exercise. Yeah, And like right after we jumped off the call, like my cousin had came by and then he was like, yeah, you know, I was trying to set up seal rows at the gym or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Dude, the seal row lights up my upper back like no other. It is a great just isolation back movement, no momentum, just straight raw upper back activation the 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 downfall or the con of the it really is just a bitch to set up yeah it is such a bitch to set up i, was, I mean that's also why it's not one of mine and why i always go to to chest supported row because i'm lazy so i'm like even though chest supported row is a great like uh back exercise and it's one of the, both of our favorites it's just like i don't i don't got the time the patience or the desire mm-hmm. to grab 245 pl- like bumpers stack the and then you have to like measure you have it's just a lot of work but now, I do, I've been to gyms that actually have just the machine set for that. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. That like those machines are fucking dope. Like I really like um the bar that they have set up for it. You know, like yeah. the big, it's like a chambered bar. Um, I like those with that um a lot. But again, I just don't. I just we just don't have it. So it's really hard to put that as one of our favorites if we're not like really True. training like that right now. True. Um, um I when I went to I forgot when Dana lynn bailey's gym was when it was out oh the warhouse yes the warhouse that was in pa that gym was fire dude but they had a really 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 nice um seal row setup Mm. but for anybody who doesn't know what a seal row is it's kind of like it's like a chest supported row mixed with like a pendulum row i think that's like the best way to kind of put that so it's uh, literally like a a bench is just laid out flat but it's elevated you can do it with dumbbells, but primarily is done with um a barbell, mm-hmm. and it's literally just dead stop row with an elevated bench, and you're just laying completely flat, prone on your belly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's uh, it, it it is one of the best. I feel like it's one of those that not a lot of people talk about, and I think it's mainly because of just the setup and everything like that. But it is like really up there, and it's I mean it's very similar to a chest supported row. It's just the angle is a lot harder because of you're completely flat. So yeah. it gives you extra challenge. And I do, I actually don't use it as a pendulum row. So that's a good, that's interesting. I just use it like a regular row. So I don't touch the ground and I don't touch the ground mainly because I'm so, my arms are short as shit. Probably. That's probably why. So like, it's not a pendulum row for me at all. It's just a regular row. I can't lock my arms out straight and then like, I can't fucking reach the ground. So there's regular rows to me. I don't know where you got pendulum rows. <laughs> two different exercises to me. But, uh, but, but last episode was fun. I, I really enjoyed that. And it kind of led into, um, we have two episodes in a row that kind of led into our next topic where um going into like our training perspectives yeah which me and evan are very similar but our journeys and even how we approach coaching is still slightly different um like what evan talked about at the end of the podcast last week was just he has his skeleton pretty much like built out so he just kind of plugs and plays and plays with variations of his skeleton and he knows that to work he doesn't really uh deviate too much from what he knows that gets him results and what what continues to work and he likes to stick to that to where um in my fitness career I've been pretty explorative to a lot of different ways of 
training still rooted in the fundamentals of training because I always stick within my movement patterns x y and z yeah but um I I would I would say that I'm I'm pretty curious and I've like delved into a lot of areas of, of fitness just to um literally mix it up like I went from powerlifting to completely stripping away powerlifting and focusing only on like let's say calisthenic training for three months or focusing on only like yoga for like three months so sometimes I'll like really just go to the deep end and just explore another world completely yeah yeah um, I, and like it's it like like you said like we're very similar but we're always different like I I'm a big I'm I have I don't have OCD but I like structure yeah. I like structure a lot I like to I like to find out what's me and what's me is my skeleton and perfect it in different ways and try to figure out what works here and what works there. And it's not that I'm not exploratory, but like if it doesn't fit into the structure of what I'm doing, that I don't find it necessary for what I'm doing. So like um, I'm a big supersetter. Like, you know, I love to superset different things, but I'll try to experiment supersetting like a squat pattern and then I'll maybe do it with a with an ab. I'll throw in like a post chain exercise and I'll throw it in and I'll start figuring out what feels better to me. And same thing with like the next thing will be like a push pull. Next thing will be a carry. So it's always kind of the same skeleton, but I always like to variate because I always like to feel different exercises and feel where it fits in better and plug and play where I can plug and play. So it allows me to get very precise, understand the movement, understand what what um what works better and what doesn't and then experiment that way instead of like diving so far into a, a, another realm that it throws me off and then it doesn't it doesn't gel well with what's going on because I think like especially my gym because I I coach a whole variation of of groups and PTs that it the groups are on my skeleton so I need to make sure that I know what's going on with the skeleton and I need to know that even in my own training that I'm perfecting it. So then I can throw different stuff into, into my groups. And I really experiment a lot more um, with the PTs because I can kind of mess around because it's a little easy because it's personalized, but because I know my skeleton, I, I know my skeleton, like the back of my hand, it also makes it easy for me to regress and progress like that, because I know what's coming. I know what's coming. If I go to a gym, if I go to a gym and the gym doesn't have equipment, I know what's I I know what I have to do. I know what pattern I need to do. I know what comes next. And it just lets me not have to think. And that's the main priority of training to me is where because I want to be able to it's really my only time where my mind isn't working because Mm -hmm. it's such a free flow for me. So, like, I like to to go into the gym and not think about anything. I don't want to be stressed. I do want, obviously, like, I'm still going to fucking kill it. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to have days where I'm going to, I'm going to um, hit some PRs and days where I'm just going to go for AMRAPs, max sets. I'm still going to do all that stuff, but I don't want to have anything else going on. I don't want to have to be like, shit, um, what is this movement over here that I need to do? Or what is this? Like, there are certain days that I do that where I experiment with like, like what you're doing. I'm starting to get a little bit more into kettlebell stuff, like kettlebell cleans. Like I'm starting to experiment that. Um, starting to work on regressions and progressions of that so I can start throwing that into my class stuff. Um, but for me, I like experimenting in the realm of my own structure, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Where you like to experiment in different in every single realm because you're very curious of that stuff. It's not like I'm not curious. Yeah. Um, but like curiosity isn't um a strong suit for me like if i find it weird i'm not gonna do it you know i mean but like if it makes sense to me at a time um i'm gonna try it and i'm gonna try little aspects of it that's my thing like i'll try little aspects of it um to see if i enjoy it instead of diving so head first into it and then like oh i'm missing my other training yeah that's how i think so the interesting part for me is like the the curiosity for me is trying to understand that world and how it benefits Mm -hmm. so 
a lot a lot of the, and and for me um sometimes i'll just kind of get bored of following my same structure so it's like okay um i'm just in love with movement so much that i'll just literally like i'm gonna try this thing for three months and see how that works for me because i just i'm a little bored with the structure that i'm doing here yeah um and then for me, it's also a way to just kind of find what, and the funny part where you say like the structure that you have and like your skeleton that you have, it's almost like I play around with other stuff to try to have multiple skeletons to pull from. Mm. So, you. yeah. So it's like, let's say I got my full body skeleton and then it's like, all right, well, my first superset is going to be squat hinge core. My second superset is going to be horizontal pull, vertical push, lateral core, you know, something like that. But maybe I might have another skeleton where it's just like, all right, dynamic warm up. And that might move into speed agility um, work. And then that might move into like a full body circuit. And then this might finish into conditioning. So it's just like I play around with things to try to find new skeletons because I guess when um, I realize that I go through phases with my own training. So when people come in, my brain goes to trying to see what kind of interests them while still staying them alongside to their goal but in a training style that might kind of meet their personality, if that makes sense. I like that. And, and what I really like is the word that you're, we're both using is understanding these different realms. And I do like the, 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 that you have different skeletons for different things because I have found it hard. And I think it's because like, I'm more of a, of a, what's a generalist. And then what's the other thing? Um, I forgot the other word. Generalist specialist. Yeah, specialist. So like I'm more of a specialist when it comes to full body training to the point that it starts to become hard to program push pull and like yeah legs because like I just don't do that enough. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why my brain can't, even though I know how to program these variations and I know how to do like a body balance split. I know how to do these stuff because I've done it before. It's my brain is so ingrained to pull to training full body because that's how I train. That's how I program. That's how I do this. And it's not that I don't experiment with it. And like, there's something there's sometimes where I'm training specifically for BJJ and within the skeleton, I try to do that with the skeleton or I'll specifically have somebody that wants to be a better runner with exercise. Like I'm still doing that, but it's hard for me to write different skeletons because I don't experiment enough with expanding it so much um so i do like how your thought process on like thinking about different ways to create a skeleton and it gives you a lot of variability in who you're coaching and like how you're going to coach these people and how you can gauge their interest and stuff like that where i kind of like here's my skeleton uh well let's figure out what you're going to do with or figure out what you enjoy within this and then i'll tweak it here and there what I've been messing with a lot is uh, I'm starting to do um, high volume circuits. So that's kind of on the deviations of my skeleton where I'm doing like a, I'll do a, a squat, I'll do a post chain and then I'll do upper body uh, like a, like a, like a baseball. Let's just say that for whatever, but like a, some like shoulder activation or shoulder, shoulder prehab exercise, like within 12 minutes doing like fucking 15, 20 reps and stuff like that. And then I'll switch it up to like push pull and then like a, a carry, like kind of like circuit based training in um, like adding in like a whole bunch of volume into it. And I'm trying that with my clients right now, but that's like the extent of my experimentation. I do like to that's something that that that's new right now. But again, like I still do the same. We're still kind of mixing up the warm ups. We'll still kind of have the same structure. Always following movement patterns, always having a finisher at the end. Um, but I do like another way that I structure too, um, which might be a little different to you. So I'm big, a, a big undulating periodization person when it comes to uh, group training. Mm. Um, because the way that I structure the undulating periodization for group training, uh, it helps people find variability. And not do the same thing week to week where like Monday you're always squatting, 
Wednesday, you're always deadlifting. And then Thursday, you're always bench or Friday, you're always benching where the structure of the day stays the same. So like Monday will always be, let's say this program is going to be all tempo work on Monday. And then you have Wednesday was all the circuit, the circuit training and high and a, and a high conditioning or long conditioning just to keep, build that aerobic, aerobic and anaerobic base of your conditioning. And then the Friday is always like a heavy or a high volume day. Now, the structure of the day stay the same, but like the movements, they are different. So if Monday squat day, Thursday is uh, or Wednesday, sorry, is is trap bar day. And then Friday is bench day. Your bench day moves to Monday. OK, your squat day moves to Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday. So like the day, the emphasis of the days are always the same. Just the the movement patterns are different in that day. So for me, what I found with a lot of my clients is that they're always confused because like, oh, my God, like, like, it's always like different every week, where it's not like we're kind of yeah. always doing the same shit, but we're doing different exercises on different days. Mm. And the reason I really like undulating periodization and the way that we do it is like, you really don't need to deload because like, you'll have like a temple day, you have yep. a conditioning day, the yep. temple day is like, um, not central nervous system hard, but more body taxing. Okay. And then you have like a, a high volume day and conditioning day that is more anaerobic, like aerobically taxing. Um, and then you have Friday, which is more CNS uh, focused because it's fucking heavy. It's a lot of volume and it's hitting you hard from all different angles. And then you kind of get back to it. And what I really like is that Friday you're, tr you're doing the heavy and then Monday you're practicing your technique with the tempo work. So I kind of yeah. like that structure. Um, that's the extent of my, of my, um experiment is like i like to change the structure of the dynamics of how we're training that makes sense so like i'll add in five three ones sometimes where i'll do maybe high volume five three ones where i'll go like eight six and fours um just to kind of like because i don't like doing ones for anything honestly but or i'll do like fucking um we'll do uh post activation potentiation like i'll sprinkle all this different shit in where it's not always the same thing but it's kind of different all the time um fresh contract training is another thing i kind of like to do every now and then but i think the the problem with like fresh contract training and uh fresh contract training is that intention is very important if people don't intentionally do speed work and that's like another problem with speed work that people have is like people aren't super intentional with speed work. It's like, they'll just do things fast instead of doing things as fast as fucking possible and as powerful as possible. And then they don't get anything out of speed work, but I'm kind of like going on a little tangent, but yeah, but yeah that's kind of how I think. Stuff too, because it's one of those things, like if you don't do it right, it feels yeah. like you're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. It like just like, time. Oh like, yeah, you just wasting time. You, It's like, um, because when I was in, when I was in Syracuse, we did the Q method. Um, and the cube method is uh, um, underlying periodization, but with conjugate stuff. Um, so like you're having a max effort day, you're having a volume day, you're having a speed day. And if you're speed day, you're taking more than a minute of rest time in between your sets. You're not doing a super fat. Like it's, you're not doing fucking anything. You're just squatting at 50% for like what? You know what yep. I'm saying? So that's the one thing about conjugate that people don't realize is that the max days are the max days. Like everybody understands that you got to lift super heavy. You gotta lift super fast. It's gonna be fucking heavy, and you gotta go for a max every almost every time. But the speed days are super important because it teaches you how to explode, okay, sure. under the fucking load, especially if you have an accommodating resistance. So if that if your speed day isn't super intentional and you're just lifting weights to lift weights, then like the max days aren't gonna get any better. Yep. So um, that's the one thing that I don't like about speed work is that a lot of people don't do it intentionally. So like we were having people do like French contrast, throwing the med ball. And they were like, yep, 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 yep. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, 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 I hate, I hate, I, one of, another pet peeve I have of the gym is like doing fast things slow yeah. with like little intention. Like, hey, throw the med ball. And they throw. And like y'all get here to slam. It's like they don't tap. Feel anything. Like, they don't what like, what are we doing? <laughs> Throw the med ball like you're angry at somebody, but I'm never angry. Find it. Find <laughs> like, like fucking find something that you pisses pisses you off. Like I don't give a shit. But like if you're throwing a med ball, if you're throwing a med ball fucking light, you know what I mean? Yeah, get the fuck away from me. It pisses me off. Things bro. like speed, um, 
imams and raps. Those are one of those things, like, in theory, if you do it right, it's taxing. Yeah. But, like, everything has to go according to plan. Yep. Like, I hate, like, sometimes if I put, like, a 10-minute AMRAP on for somebody that they're supposed to do something that's pretty intense, and then they just start getting into, like, conversation, and it's just like, well, yeah. we just lost all the training effect here that we're supposed to be getting from this AMRAP. Yeah. And then it's like the days on, it's just like, yeah. come on now. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that I'm finding in my conditioning classes where um, people are just trying to get it done and not get it done as quickly as they can. And then they're like, oh, that was easy. Well, that was easy because like you ran your 200 in like two minutes. It took yeah. you two minutes to run a 200 meter, meter run. Like run it faster. Do as many reps as you can. So like I'm trying to like find find a way to like, make the challenge without having so many reps because like one time i made it like we have 30 minutes get it done as quickly as you can oh i'm gonna do like three more sets you shouldn't have the energy yes, to do three yes. more sets if you did it correctly where like you're fucking sprinting your 400 meters you're doing like 30 wall balls without break you're fucking um doing quick lunges with some weight and you're carrying as fast as you can you're dead you should be dead. Oh, no, I don't have, like... Well, I have a question, right? Because um, the, the conditioning days, like, when I look at it, and I'm like, yeah. wow, these are intense. But do you have, like, a filtering system of who gets to do the conditioning workout? Unfortunately not. Like, I would love to filter. You don't understand how much I would love to filter. Um, It's not my choice. It's not my gym. So I can't go ahead and be like, no, you can't come. Um, And it's also free, so it doesn't bother me. And it's also, I run it with them. So I don't care. So I'm not coaching that class. And that's why the conditioning is free because mm-hmm. I'm doing it with you and I'm doing, I'm, you're training with me. I'm not, tra- I'm not coaching you. So it doesn't bother me um, as long as they're in, not in my way. But um, I do try to emphasize in the beginning, like, Hey, this is the thought process of today. Get it done as quickly as you can, whatever. But you have people that just like come in and just want to check off a box. And that's going to happen regardless of any, any, anything you want to do um but yeah some of them are fucking hard i mean if you do it, it i have people that be like bro that was that was super hard i've made them longer just to emphasize that people need to need to do more reps i made them i made them too short and nobody liked it um so you have to find the happy medium of like feeding to the masses but like making it difficult for the people who actually want to do it intentionally yeah. um that goes with anything else um because i think as i'm getting um more into um, I mean, obviously, like, I fucking hate conditioning, but, like, I'm finding a real importance in it as of late, especially, like, from 28 to, like, 30 right now. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving being conditioned. I am love not being tired all the time. I love it for jujitsu and all that stuff. So it doesn't bother me as long as people aren't in my way, if that makes sense. Now, for the conditioning class, that's different from your typical structure. And 100% you- different from my typical structure. And that's where I get my fun feel of, of experimentation. Okay. Um, mainly because it is high rocks conditioning. So like the structure is pretty easy. You have to do the exercises or exercises, but it's also very hard because like, I don't know how many people are going to show up because like, I just let show up, bring a friend, whatever. It doesn't bother me if I have 20 people or if I have like five, because I'm going to train. So it doesn't bother me. But the problem is, is that then you have to create a program and a structure that nobody's bouncing off of each other, have to wait for a machine or have to do that. So that's where I have a lot of fun with it um, is structuring, controlling chaos while I'm training, too. Like, that's the most fun to me. That's that's tough, dude. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's like my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing, if 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 you have like a title card for like me, it's like. The controller of chaos in the weight room. Like I fucking <laughs> hey, like I'm gonna structure a way that we you guys will be there, you guys will be there. We're gonna be outside here, we're gonna be there. This is where this is gonna go. Like I love doing that and I love directing. Um, and even as I'm training, like people already get the deal, like, all right, this is where this goes, this is where this goes, this is where this goes. Um, and then I write it on the board like multiple times. I'll be explaining it multiple times so people can understand. So now that conditioning classes have gone a little bit smoother and they have, um, I've been doing it a little longer, there's more consistency with the group. So they understand like how I'm talking or where I need to go things or where they need to do things. 
So it's a little easier, but now it's also summertime in Texas. So it's also going to be like a hundred degrees starting next week for like the next four months. So there's another interesting dynamic of people who don't want to go outside. So they have to structure a way of doing the exercises that I want to do in outside, inside without having people bump into each other from, from doing other shit and then not die while they're going outside. And so, you put capacity on these classes or it's just kind of, so, I mean, I, I, I try to put capacity like right now, right now I'm, I'm leveling out at about like 12 to 15 people, which okay. is fine. Um, but like the most I had in that class was 30 people, like in the beginning hmm. and like 30 people in the beginning. I mean, it wasn't a shit show. And I'll never say like one of my classes was a shit show. I made it work, but it was almost a shit show. <laughs> I had a because like I didn't know they were coming either. And like I could sign people up. I can do that, but like I don't want to deal with like people not signing up and then me getting mad at them. So I'm like, just show up. It's fine. Okay. I'm just gonna train with you guys anyway. Um, but uh I had to add a station on the fly and then I had to fucking figure out where that station needs to be. I need to figure out the timing of everything. I needed to figure out like who's gonna say the timing. So I got in the beginning, it was a bunch of emops and a bunch of like time things, but like I'm dying. So like, I don't want to fucking time it or I had look at the clock. You get me? So like now it's a 60 to 45, 45 to 60 minute AMRAPs or as many rounds as you guys can. Or maybe I'll start doing like, uh, next week I'll have like, I want to do, a uh, go down the list. So you have three rounds of this and you can't do the next three rounds until like you do three rounds of this. So like, it's kind of like, got to go down so you have to earn your spots to get down there and see how people like that um so yeah it's it it is the most experimentation that i have i wish i can experiment more with different exercises but i won't make anybody do burpees that's against my religion um and i also can't do too much because i'm not coaching so i don't want anybody to hurt themselves true so it's hard for me to be like, hey, I want you guys to kettlebell swing. And I have like people that are just walking in think, don't swing. You're going to squat instead. And if I see a bad swing, like I'm going to tell them to stop. So or like so I have to be very wary of of who's entering the gym at the same time. So it's a lot going on. But I enjoy, I, I enjoy exercises that you can do like like simple exercises that you can do. Yeah. yeah, basically, like simple exercises that 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 a 12 year old could do. That's basically how I think like. I try to, that's how I, I try to communicate too. Like I try to communicate in a way that even a five-year-old would understand me. Um, and I try to do the same thing with the, with my training. It's not very like crazy. Like I wish I could do more crazy stuff, but you have to like know your audience. And like some of your audience doesn't have the attention span to do like fucking kettlebell cleans, kettlebell snatches or stuff like that. So, or I really want to start doing Turkish get-ups. I really want to start doing Turkish get-ups for my groups can't experiment with that because people people aren't consistent enough and then they don't pay attention enough by the time i want to teach it so it's really hard to kind of do that how do you teach the turkish get up so actually i have no idea so i've never really taught it so that's why i've been implementing it again so i can all right this is where <clears> this, <throat> this needs we need to go but i'll probably break it up anyway okay i mean turkish sit up single arm turkish sit up to uh to a sit out and start teaching sit outs and break it into parts and then we can kind of bring it all together um but it'll probably be a, a long i want to start doing it this summer in little spurts and i'm like oh shit like we did all this now let's add it together yeah um, but i do that's something that i haven't explicitly taught groups because teach obviously teaching groups is a, a, a way different <laughs> dynamic than teaching like an individual person i can teach an individual person right now how to do how to get up but then you have to account for people who don't have don't who don't first listen second don't have certain mobilities or certain restrictions and you have to teach that so i'm waiting i have no i don't have an answer for that yet how would you teach how how do you teach it the turkish get up teaching in a group it's actually kind of fun like teaching things like that the kettlebell swing um we're doing it in phases, and I kind of, like, line everybody up in, like, army style. Yeah, that's one way I do it. Yeah, so, um, and oftentimes what I'll start to do is I'll have people call out, like, the pattern that we did to get them engaged. So let's say we're doing, like, the bottom part. So I'll, like, 
I'll say it in terms that's easy to remember. I remember I have a video on this somewhere too, where I just like have my class doing it. So I would be like, elbow, and then they know to roll on their elbow. And then it'll be like, kickstand. Then they kickstand with their arms straight. And then I would say bridge, and then everybody bridges. So uh, it's like they wouldn't go, nobody goes until the next phase. So, like, I would just break it down. I'm like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. It's like, it's elbow. When I say elbow, this is here. When I say kickstand, this is here. When I say bridge, this is here. And then it's like, I have these little cues. So it was very much like like army structure. And and I learned this from, I remember seeing this Instagram video. Um, there was this high school strength and conditioning coach. And he was teaching a group of, like, 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds how to do hip cars. And I thought that was the most fire shit I've ever oh, seen. I think I've seen it. It was crazy. It was crazy. Teaching five or ten year olds to do that shit is a super bro. complex fucking movement. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, that shit's hard to teach. But the way that he was doing it was like everybody had these stations, and then he was like calling out these cues and like these moves for them to do, and everybody just kind of like followed along as a unit, and you wouldn't move on until the next phase. So even if someone would jump the gun, it's like, I would call them out. It's like, no, you go back here, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then like when they got kind of comfortable, I'm like, all right, Kayla, you're going to lead this one. Sunil, you're going to lead this one or something like that. So now it kind of like engages them in there. And then like, they'll just put it all together and they'll kind of like move at their spot. Uh. And then I kind of started having fun with it. So let's say they were laying flat. I wouldn't even say elbow. I would just be like um, bridge. And then they would skip all those steps and go straight to the bridge and hold it. And then I'll be like, stand, slip the leg through, come to the top, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then when we start reversing, I would have the cues of how that would be reversing. Yeah. And then that's how I do a lot of like big group stuff. Um, I it's almost like and 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 I do this because like we'll have moments because it's like this thing that I want to add in the training program moving forward. So I'll dedicate like these little teaching blocks for them. Because it's like we're going to end up putting this into a flow somehow, or we're going to end up putting this into the training. So it's like we'll learn it this way, and then it just is going to be a part of the program soon. Yeah, I like so that. I do little things like that to just to um to like slowly introduce, and like I'm I'm kind of doing that now. Like I'm teaching um I do like little base level animal flow work. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching them how to. I taught them how to do scorpion weeks ago. And I knew that I was going to teach them how to do scorpion into the crab. So once they got comfortable with scorpion, we did all that stuff. Well, first they learned loaded beast. We were doing loaded beast stuff for a couple of weeks. Loaded beast went into scorpion. I know loaded beast takes you into scorpion, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then um, we started going into crab last week. So it's like, I kind of know where I'm taking them already. It's like, they're going to own these little spots. And then they'll start to say like, oh, shit, this is the next step. Oh, shit, this is the next step. Oh, shit, this is the next step. So now next week we start putting it all together from like the full scorpion into the crab reach and uh-huh. taking it back in the pattern they already know. And then once that's covered, it's like, okay, now this is a part of you guys training. And now we don't have to teach it anymore. It's just something that we start to flow into. I like that. And it's a it's an interesting dynamic because I, I do that. I do that with I started a high school group and any kids like they're always like an army line. Like I love to do that. Everybody does everything together. We do this together. We do that together because it forms like a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It forms a kind of bond, but it also is easier for you to coach because you can see everything happening all at once. So super easy. I love doing that with kids for the adults that I have. It's hard because it's especially hard. And I, I wouldn't say it's hard. But it's the difference between like you are the only one coaching and I have three other coaches that I have to kind of like Mm. have their own dynamic with and have their own coaching style. And then they have their own kind of thing. So they all do the same program. And this is why the way that our program is so simple and so structured because and I want to make it so perfect because I have to not only dummy proof it for my athletes and my clients, but I have to dummy proof it for my coaches. So I have to make it simple enough where like I can explain it to them via text message because I can I, I mean, I'm not I'm not at the gym all the time. So I have to like either like have a meeting with them or I have to like fucking text it. And I want here. This is the coaching cues that I want you to go through. This is whatever. But I like letting coaches coach 
the way that they want to coach. So if there's certain things that they they were like, oh, like we're doing dead bug today. I want to do way dead bug with the with the people. I don't give a shit as long as it's the same shit to me. So like it's hard to structure in a way that allows them to do stuff like that. Where I have Trent, who's a very militaristic guy, he can do that shit. But I can't I can't tell my boss Emily to do that because like she has ADHD. Like she'll fucking get. Oh, is that is like she'll start talking in the middle and like people won't get the same dynamic. And then you have the new guy who who doesn't know people very well and is a little shy. So then I have to kind of cradle him a little bit. So it's uh, it's interesting. And I wish I was a little bit more on hands with them to be able to be like, this is exactly how I want to do it. But because like I'm not boss, man, like I can't like fucking hammer it away as much as I want to. But I would love to structure it that way where I was like, hey, we're all on the line. We're doing this together. Um, I really especially like that temp for temple days where I'm counting or somebody's yeah, counting yeah. eccentrics and stuff like that. Because like you have people that do two second eccentrics. You have two people that do three second eccentrics and four. And that's why I sneak in like, hey, we're going to do four seconds on eccentric and people usually do three. I really want three. Mm-hmm. And so like it's just it's just a simple way. So it's a it's a different dynamic that I kind of have to have and I wish I can change it a little bit and I can if I wanted to but it's hard to to manage if I'm not there that's what we ran into at um Mm -hmm. when I was a part of King that's definitely what we ran into like that we all have the same plan but we all coach it different and I think what would have helped better with that over time is just even uh communicating maybe just kind of having a uniform way of how we can all kind of present this yeah, and I, I I wish it was more like that. And it's it's just again, like it's hard, it's hard to try to be boss man when 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 the boss person doesn't really want the structure that you want. So that's yeah. why I take I I take what I can and I get to program. I get to do the structure I want to do, even though they have like they have input. Nobody gives me enough input. Like it's my program. I mean, I get the leeway to have that, and I enjoy to have that. To have that, I enjoy to have an impact with my clients, even if I'm not there. I mean, because it's my. It's it's, even though it's Alpha's program, it's mine. Like I wrote that shit. So, are you coaching the program to the coaches too? So I am to a certain extent. I mean, because like it's so. It's it's basically fucking dummy proof now. I mean, like these guys should know exactly how it's going. So these guys all have been part of like uh college um college coaching um and emily and i have been coaching together for uh, for four years now that we all kind of know the structure if there's different movements that i want to do that are new and then i only know i will coach it um but a lot of it's the same shit it's like hey like if we have if we have back squat these are the standards that i want to get back squat these are the regressions that you need to do i'll have that i'll have that conversation if I'm in the gym and I don't like something, I'll have a conversation with one of the coaches. So it's it's not as structured as I would enjoy it to be, um, but it works well enough right now. Okay. But there's always a way to get it better, but it's also not my responsibility. Okay. And that's something that I'm also learning. Like, don't enjoy what you're doing. Take as much as you can but also know where you stand. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, so like, um, if, yeah. And to um to kind of bring it back to earlier, we were talking about like the different styles and like the explore, um, the exploration and things of that nature. Um, like I said, just just even for me, I like to play around with a lot of different um, styles of training because I do like to kind of meet people's personalities mm-hmm. into what I feel like or even what I know that their interest would kind of meet to get the same result that they might want. Like yeah. a like a good example would be um like I, I started playing around with like animal flow and kettlebell training. Now for me I had to learn how to create new skeletons because when you dive into some of these trainings, they don't necessarily fit horizontal pull and um squat pattern and like vertical push they're kind of like in their own sections so it kind of forced me to kind of create like um new skeletons for people that i want to introduce to 
animal flow or people that I want to introduce to kettlebell work because that kind of has like its own pocket. If I'm doing a full body kettlebell workout, the way kettlebells work, especially as you get more advanced with it, it's so much chain type of things that just flow into the next thing. I can't really label it as like push pull this X Y. Yeah, so much going on. Yeah, there's so much going on. So it's just like it could be seven rounds of these four exercises that's in the block. And then maybe it's like, all right, we chain this whole flow and you have about a minute rest period in between or or something like that. But it might start off with let's say the structure of a kettlebell workout could be dynamic warm-up, core activation and mobility. Then we go into the kettlebell block, and then maybe we finish with um, a carry conditioning or more core or something of that nature, depending on whatever that goal might be for the day. Um, animal flow. Usually when I'm doing stuff like that, I kind of create like a block for that as well. I personally use animal flow up for a lot as either a cool down for somebody or a warm up. I usually do more of the warm up. Yeah. So I know I have a certain personality coming in that might need some more mobility work or more like movement work and try to activate them i kind of use that to kind of meet both worlds in the middle Uh um and i see that some people gravitate toward that opposed to let's say like all right we're going to do the band pull aparts here and x y z so it does get fun because i noticed like some people that i have that might train yoga and looking for strength training I I see that animal flow is something that they pick up on very close because it's similar to what they do, but it brings them into my world at the same time. And then that kind of opens up leeway for me to break them into the split squat holds and the barbell lunges and all these other things by giving them something that's kind of familiar to them and kind of meets them on that flavor. And it makes them appreciate what I specifically do even more. So that's why I always like to touch into um, different areas of fitness because one, it helped me build good relationships with people in those worlds. And also I found a way to implement them into the style that I know how to coach into others. So I sprinkle that into things that I know how to do well. And I, and I get myself comfortable at a base level of these things. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to, to know how, because, you keep using fitting a personality with a with with a like a structure. How do you do that? Like, how does that come up? Like, is that like an assessment? Like, what do you like to do? And then you kind of flow into it, or you kind of just get a better feel. And be like, hey, we're gonna move away from this, go to that. So, how do you start figuring that out? Perfect example. Um, I had an assessment last night. Now, granted, it's an old client that I had, but it still applies because I haven't trained her in a lot of years. So it's probably been like four or five years since I trained her and she had a baby recently. So she has like postpartum belly, wants to get rid of that stuff. She was doing CrossFit for a lot of years. And an interesting part with the CrossFit, well, not really interesting because I'm not surprised, but her, um, (laughs) her, her cardio increased, but she's pretty much almost at like the same level she was before we stopped training together. in terms of like the strength and movement and things of that nature so i have a really big toolbox today compared to when we trained um years years ago so i'm looking at her and i'm just hearing some of the things that she's doing i was like i can give her not crossfit training but a lot of the strength and conditioning style to still give that um heart rate high heart rate high intensity type of feeling um but surrounded within quality strength training work and i know she needs like a lot of deep core work and she doesn't have a lot of arm strength and she wants to eventually get to do push-ups at one point so i also use a lot of things like static beast and loaded beast um to get them to build that body control and to get them to use that arm strength to help So even something like um, protract, retract, something just as simple as that. Instead of having you do that with, you know, in just a push-up position, I'll have you do that in a beast position. It's the same shit. I just change your knee position. So now it's like core, quads, whatever. And then I'll start to use these movements to start bringing everything together. So when I hear of like um, 
it takes me also back to like when we learned about like the gem matching with the sapphire and the pearl and, and things of those natures. Um, in my assessment, I have objective and subjective questions. And then in the assessment, I'm feeling for people's personalities and things of that nature. And also going back on to what their history of exercise looks like. Yeah. So typically I'll try to play into people's interest while still rooting it around like foundational work that I do. So it's like, if I know I want you to get deep core work, I'll start off with the breathing and bracing like normal, but I might have an exercise that I pulled from another area that might just resonate with you a little bit more than this basic exercise I might do here. Like I'll use static beasts and I'll use loaded beasts as core exercises for some people, if it makes sense, opposed to just going straight into like dead bug or something like that. Yeah. You're, so you're explore a little bit. Yeah. You're feeding their itch while giving them exactly what they need. Chocolate covered vegetables. All yeah, basically. Just okay. a different way of looking at it. Yeah. And I also like how, so this is, this is where we're kind of different and I like it, even though we, it's more or less the same thing. So yeah. you're, creating a program tailored to them and their interests while the gym program that I have is tailored to us and they have to fit our program. Yes. That makes sense. So That's it, a great though, yeah, even, even though like I'm sprinkling things that everybody necessarily needs, it's so generalized that I wish I can cater it to specific personality and stuff like that but the only way i can cater it personality wise is giving them regressions on the spot or giving them progressions on the spot and stuff like that so that's where our structure is kind of like mm -hmm. okay in the in, in the vibe where you're feeding an itch while giving them exactly what they need while giving them the things that you have built through your experience the animal flows the kettlebell flows conditioning strength training movement patterns uh theory and stuff like that where I'm building the structure and then having them cater to my structure while still giving them what they want and what they need. Yeah, like a good way to look at it too is like you'll you have your structure within the movement patterns. Yeah. I have my movement patterns and I change the structure if that makes yeah. sense. There you go. Yeah, basically. That's it. Same, 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 but way different. And uh, it's it's a good idea. We're I think what people need to understand, both ideologies work because it works for us. Because we're not a coach. Exactly. Yep, and, and that's that's really what it is at the end of the day, is, is knowing, and that's why I love this conversation, because there's not a right or wrong in it, it's, you have a, a coaching a, a identity that you self-identified, and you mm -hmm. live in it, yeah. I have a coaching identity that I self-identified, and I live in it, and mm -hmm. we can continue to grow in these areas, because it's like, we understand the lane that we are in, Yeah. so and it's like, and I, and I say it all the time, like as coaches, it's super important to self-identify because it makes your job easier as you move along. So now right. something just as simple as, all right, if, if you guys can't fit the mold of what comes here, then it's just not going to work for you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's the same that, that it worked for in my case. It's like, yeah, I'll play around with the structure, but it's still wrapped around the same movement pattern strength is the foundation blah 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 blah. like it's still rooted all in that i'll just plug and play with the structure and maybe pull from other sides of fitness that i know just to kind of um meet that person personality wise for the most part like where they are yeah um, i also do more small group pt so that does play a part as well yeah, sure um doing more group classes i would approach it a little bit more like you for sure yeah, I think it's just easier. It's just easier with like the group to have a set structure because then it doesn't, it controls chaos better mm -hmm. for sure. So, I mean, it's just a different way of what we have to deal with day to day. Like I have to deal with like 10 to 15 people in a, in a small confined room. So I have to create a program that doesn't hurt anybody, caters to everybody, but is also easily regressed for the coaches that I have if they need to regress. Yes progress and then personal i only have personal training i don't have small group training so like then i can mm -hmm. kind of mess around with like different structures and different flows or different strategies if i really want to but because because 
I write the program for Alpha, people come to me because they want their version of a program from Alpha. So then yeah. it's the same structure. It's just tinted to their whatever, whatever personality, whatever they want. So it's a, and you kind of do the same thing, but a little different. And I like, I, I, I really did like this conversation because we get to also see like where our personalities lie within our own training too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like right now I'm on the, the aerial yoga wave for myself and that's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't but, doubt it, man. It, lo- it, it looks interesting. I don't think, I, I don't think I have the patience for it, but I, I, I would say I don't have the patience, but like, I get my ass kicked every fucking morning at 6 a.m. in jujitsu, and I have the patience for that. And I literally get my ass kicked every day. So I think I have the patience. But it's interesting that you picked that. And why don't you tell us why you picked aerial yoga? So I knew I wanted to do some form of yoga or Pilates. Now, it gets hard with a trainer schedule and just my life schedule in general. So when I found that, I found something that had like a midday availability at like 12 o'clock. And there's certain days at the gym where I'm there like all day. So like I'll have like that little gap in the middle of the day. And the place is literally across the street um, from the gym. So I can literally walk there if I wanted to. Mm. So I saw that they had aerial yoga and I said, huh, that would be interesting. I feel like that would be like a mixture of just like traditional yoga and Pilates in the sense of like the mobility aspect. And then Pilates is very core driven. And I'm like, I'm sure aerial yoga is going to have a lot of core that's involved. Yeah. So it be suspended in the air with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I was also around a time like I was wanted to get more into like rock climbing. So I figured I would kind of help like mobility in, in that aspect of it while mixing up from just my traditional kettlebell heavy days that I'm doing just to get yeah. me something different. So I just I honestly just and to make give you an even shorter answer, I literally just wanted to jump into something that was brand new for me where I can just go in with like no ego, no expectations and just allow myself to not take something serious and just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And like the older I get, it's kind of like you taking salsa, right? It was like the older I get is like the more I just want to do certain things where it's just like, you don't have to take it serious. Not to say like I'm in there trying and like busting my ass, but not to the point where it's just like, not to the point where it's like um it's your identity competition now. with anything yeah yeah you know, like, like i'm you literally just allowing myself to be free in it and just enjoy what comes with doing aerial yoga yeah i get that i get that i, I think it's uh as like fitness people or like in the fitness realm like we start self-identifying with like the different things that we do too so like not only weightlifting but like I'm starting to self-identify a little bit as like, I also do jujitsu, even though I suck at it. I'm not the greatest. Like I'm starting to structure my whole, my whole training to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to like lean my identity into that. And I guess that's what's also kind of adds in. It's something that I've always wanted to learn, but it's also something that like, yeah, I don't have to take super seriously, but like, I also don't have to think. And that's why I kind of enjoy about jujitsu. And I enjoy about things like, I just don't have to fucking think at all. Like, I want to have to think you tell me what to do and I'm going to do it because I am spent 12 hours just telling people what to do. Guide me. Break my fucking arm. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. And that's where I'm at. Um, And I want to do jujitsu and things, too. I just haven't found anything that met, that meets the schedule that I have. That's that's honestly um, yeah. my big problem. And, and same thing with the rock climbing. Like the gyms are just so far. So it's like, I am i don't even know how I would make that work in the schedule based off of what I have going on just in life at the moment. Because yeah. I, I would substitute rock climbing for aerial yoga. That, that I would do if I, if, um, if uh, scheduling wise, it made more sense. But ultimately, like, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I just wanted to, to jump into something brand new, just be free, and just like enjoy the process of learning something new. And yeah. And, um, that's just something that I've been experiencing a lot more. It's just like, I want to learn new skills. And for me, when it comes to fitness, I actually don't try to identify myself. Like, and I think that's what played into like my exploration of yeah. um, so many different ways of fitness is because like, for me, I just look at it as movement. Yeah. 
No, I want to become a kettlebell specialist. And this is just something that that I, I'm leaning to the most at this current phase. I was mm-hmm. very into barbells at one point. I was very into calisthenics before I even got into barbells. So yeah. it's like I, I like lived in these areas for a long time. I can completely see myself diving super into calisthenics as I get older and not touching kettlebells as much. Or maybe yeah. I'll just flow, flow with them and not really do like heavy bell work. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of allowing myself to be present in this phase that I'm at with really enjoying heavy bells and heavy sandbags as yeah. like my main bread and butter for training. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to put too much thought into that. And it's just like, you're enjoying it. You're consistent with it. So just fucking learn it and do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, now it's like, when I have a client that comes in, I have a really good example. I have a client that comes in and, you know, I do a lot of slow tempo work, ISOs and all type of shit like that. He's just a fucking bull. And it's like, no matter how much I try to do the tempos and the ISOs and shit, it's just like, it's just not working for me. He still finds a way to cheat through this shit. I'm so it's like the sled work and the sandbag work and certain things I do with the bells is just like, it's very grab and go and it can get the result that I'm looking for while not putting in in any like uncompromising position that he'll hurt himself with. So it's like from me doing my exploration, it, it allowed me to find um, a way to train this person too, Mm -hmm. you know, opposed to maybe like my regular style might not have met this person. I've, I've experienced that with, training certain women or training um, people from certain backgrounds that might come from dancing or X, Y, and Z um, with, with dancers. Like I found certain ways to structure the training to where it still feels like flowy for them, but it's strength. It's like strength yeah. flow stuff. And it's like from my exploration, it, it allowed me to get people to come to my world just in a little bit of a flavor that they're used to because that that's uh, at the end of the day like my goal with training with people is like I want people to understand and appreciate strength so maybe sometimes I just got to throw a little bit of sprinkles on it yeah for you to to understand it in my in my way yeah I like that I think I think the whole the, the whole encompassing thing is like understanding like how we structure and to be 100% honest, I was thinking about this conversation the other day. I think this can kind of lead to the other one. I really don't care too much about pro- like programming. Like, and I had this conversation with somebody. It's like, she was uh, one of my online clients. She wasn't really training, but she was, like, walking. She was doing all the other stuff, and she was getting better sleep hygiene. Like, she was doing all the other stuff, but she just wasn't training. And I was like, to be 100% honest, like, I can give really two shits about you training or not. Like I would enjoy you training. That's what, that's what you're paying me for. You're paying me to do that. But where I really, really desire and what I really, really like is that you are understanding what having a better healthy lifestyle can do for you. You I mean, and that's like all I care about. You are, Hey, you are fucking eating to eating. You're finally eating to your like not eating 600 calories you understand what it what it feels like to eat to a maintenance cool you understand that you need to sleep you need better sleep hygiene to sleep a little deeper and have better night sleep so you can have more energy throughout the next day cool you understand that you need to be in the sunlight you understand that you need to to walk to move 30 days i don't care if you understand that then programmatically programmatically and training wise that shit's simple you just gotta fucking do it that's it yeah i mean so I'm on that phase right now where like I'm I really enjoy programming because it's super easy and I generally enjoy doing it, but I find better enjoyment with people finally understanding what it feels like to have like a healthy lifestyle, how to structure it correctly for their own lifestyle and how to finally be in a space where they're comfortable with their own body and then they can they want to progress. Yep, that's exactly where I'm at with it. And that's why I just approach it kind of in a way that I do. Yeah. Yeah, this was a good conversation. This was a good one. Excellent talk, like always, my friend. Damn. Okay, yeah, man. Uh, Still don't have a name. 
What the time drops will have a name. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't come up with a name, but it's all good. We'll figure it out by the time it drops. We'll go ahead and start and, and come up with a name for it. But I think it's about time that we start dropping these. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that too. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I don't want to just have this content to have it. I think we start dropping it. Um, we just do like our first one soon, and then we just kind of go from there. And then if we can start doing snippets, we'll start doing snippets. Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it, bro. This is going to be episode so 11. We're getting close to month three. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All right, man. I'll talk to you.